Hello chumps, welcome to the snowflakes or big mistakes. Today we're going to be talking about sensitivity in the media and how it affects people, or how it affects what people think and, or say. That's right, Garrett. <laughs> Specifically, how humor is used to, to defend racism and sexism. <laughs> and how the censorship in the media can help the genders to be more equal as they truly are. Yeah! how violent and vulgar media can affect the development of children mm -hmm. and how all of this ties in with our right of freedom of speech. That's some pretty heavy stuff, Garrett. <laughs> so without further ado, I'm Garrett. And this is me, Matt, your co-host. Oh, it's my... What? Sorry. And I... Oh, is that it? Okay, I thought there was more intro. Hey, guys. Welcome back. All right. So, for starters, let's talk about gender equality in the media. Let's do it. That was Garrett. You were researching that. What'd you find? What'd you find? Give us, give us the gender deets. equality in the media. Yeah, give us, give us some deets that you found, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Well, okay. So, as we can see, it already in the media is, sorry, already in the media, we can see people taking steps forward towards a more gender equal <laughs> media. We can already see changes happening. For example, uh, Eunice. UNESCO, or U-N-E-S-C-O, all mm -hmm. uppercase, don't know how to say it, released an article stating that they will be contributing to having gender equality in the media by 2030. They plan to use GSIM, gender sensitivity indicators for media, uh, to analyze their content so that everything remains gender equal. I what, find what's, what's that, that... What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What are they talking about? These guys, these all what they do, man. You know what they're saying? They're like, ooh, uh, we're going to have a gender equal by 2030. What does gender equal mean? I don't know. I'm a rich white dude. You don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? These guys, I hate these guys. Yeah. But they, I mean, at least I got something. They're putting something out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're trying to, trying to make a change. Trying yeah. to make it. But in a sense, it's good, but also in a sense, it's not. Because yeah. people, it, everything should be gender equal, but in a sense... People shouldn't really. No, never mind. But the, they should care. The they question care. is, the question is, there's always going to be sexists in the world, and a lot of people are like, well, that's that's something. So why? What's the big deal? With, like getting rid of, uh, like why? Why is that a thing in the media? But the thing with it in the media is, is that we give people who have the beliefs that like women are kind of just like there to be relationships or people like women can't be strong and stuff like that. We give them the platform, and then if we're like, hey, be more inclusive these people have the platform they don't know they can't see it from that lens what they need to stop trying to do is they keep trying to get people in power who do have control to make gender equality and they're like oh we'll do better and what they need to do is start hiring female writers you know what i mean yeah. have an equal amount of female writers as male writers with equal say you know what i mean yeah a lot of movies will put like female writers in chairs and then they actually have nothing to do when they're on set it's just like they can look at the credits and go oh a woman was involved you know yeah it's, they want to be gender equal, but they're not actually taking the steps to become yeah. gender equal. So what does it mean? By 2030, just hire female writers, man. Come on. Yeah, they... I don't know. They're having. They're using the GSIM to kind of... When they're putting out an article, to make sure that everything is gender equal. But if it was gender equal to start off with, they wouldn't have that problem. They wouldn't need to input this program or whatever. They yeah. should be already just gender equal without having to go through something else. What is the what is the what is the, what does it do exactly? Like it it analyzes their content and it makes sure that everything that's being said or that's being wrote down 
is always gender equal. So they're making they're making content that isn't, and then people have to go, oh no, it will fix that. It's like when your uh, racist grandpa is about to post something on Facebook, and you have to like correct, uh, like politically correct it for him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, kind of like. That. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Well, I think I think there should be more equality, but it shouldn't be like, oh, we just I don't know, because you want to teach the people who are bigoted to be better, but at the same time, it's a lot of them are ho- hopeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. I guess, yeah, that's a big thing with gender equality, and I hope it gets changed. Yeah. Second thing, I've got to go through my notes here. Oh, yeah. So, one of the biggest things with the media is, Garrett, when did you start first watching TV? First watching TV? Ooh. Uh, probably uh, six or seven. When did you see your first Family Guy episode? Ooh. 13 <laughs> or 14. Okay, okay. I didn't older. start watching that early. I watched, like, Rugrats. Okay. I watched Trailer Park Boys at a very young age, you know, I, I get it. But one big thing with uh, children watching the media is, as an adult, we can separate reality from TV. But with children, not so much. The whole thing kind of goes into their subconscious and their personality. For example, a study that was done by the American Academy of Children and Adolescent Psychiatry, get a better name, guys, it's not catchy at all, suggests that shows showing greatly... <laughs> That shows greatly affect shows where violence is repeated and goes unpunished to... Dude, I wrote this totally wrong. Basically, children who watch shows that continuously use violence to solve problems and that go unpunished, like, you know, cop shows where they beat up the bad guys and stuff, kids will start to see violence as a way to solve solutions instead of in action. You know what I mean? Violence isn't always the answer. No, exactly. And shows that watch have a lot of action and fighting kids tend to be more violent, you know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, the main character, the good guy, punches all the time, so should I. Uh, and, of course, if jokes aren't told properly, and if they aren't, like, I don't know the word for it, but if they aren't monitored and restricted and actually, you know, politically correct, children can start to get uh, racist jokes and sexist jokes and racist and sexist views, you know what I mean? They might get that personality just like the people who made the content. Yeah. Uh, and that's a whole problem with children, because it's like, should we restrict children from watching TV at all? Is there, I mean, of course there is age restrictions, but that's just on movies, and it's only a suggestion. They can't even restrict you from going in the movie theater for that. Like, you're allowed to go in if you're not old enough. It's with a parent, with parent uh, guardian, of course. But it's ridiculous, and it does, I've seen it firsthand, people, you know, people watched certain shows as a kid, and now it affects their personality greatly, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big problem in the media. That's why if the media was a lot more inclusive and, you know, uh, friendly, that wouldn't be a problem that much. You know what I mean? Because if children did go on an adult program, there wouldn't be racism. I mean, if, if, our, if the shows that we're watching can affect children that much, there has to be something wrong. Yeah. Not only with the shows, but how what we're teaching our children yeah. to just see what they are, to take what they see on a video to real life. We should be teaching our kids not to do that. We shouldn't. The sensitivity also comes into account with we shouldn't be letting our kids turn into people who are. Yeah, they get actually. A lot of people don't spend time with their kids now. I feel like they like having a kid for certain moments, but then otherwise they're like, just put them on TV and they'll get distracted. I'll go do my own thing. It's like don't have kids if you don't want kids. You know what I mean? Exactly. All right. Another big problem with uh, media. I don't know if you know that. I I don't know. I'm wanting your take on this. Uh, some people make jokes online and then get uh, a lot of backlash for it. Yeah. And there's a lot of gray area because 
a lot of people are saying that's extremely racist or offensive or sexist or just wrong. A lot of other people are going, it's a joke, you snowflake. Come on. Hey, leave with the episode. Come on, guys. We're thinking, we're thinking three steps ahead of y'all. Anyways, so yeah, and it's like, where do you draw the line? And another big thing is, is a joke that pokes fun at a certain stereotype or uh, uh, race, is that inherently bad? Well, according to a study done by da, 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 the print uh, in 2019, they used they made fake Facebook profiles. Uh, you know, one let's we'll use for example, they told a uh, joke like a gay joke, right? It was one of the uh, stereotypes about uh, gay jokes, like you know how flamboyant they are or something, right? They made a profile of a white middle-aged male telling that joke, and then there was like a young male to a young gay male Facebook profile, right? They're both fake. And they got uh, volunteers to rate how uh, appropriate and how funny they thought the joke was. And a serious average believed that if it was coming from someone who was gay and someone who could actually relate, it was okay. And it was kind of more challenging the stereotypes than reinforcing them. Yet if it was told by a joke seemingly to mock people who are gay, it was more as offensive and... Yeah, even being the same joke, it's just... It seems to change a lot when who says it. Yeah, exactly. Or, in reality, it doesn't change too much. It still changes it, but like in reality, it shouldn't change it so much that the person is getting backlash for saying the exact same thing as yeah. someone else. I think a big yeah, it's like think about unless you are saying like a racial slur. Yeah, but even then, like uh, yeah, if you like uh, there are people who are gay. Like the word queer used to be like a bad word. Like that's what you call someone who was gay to insult them, and they took the word back, and now that's just a way to define what they are. Yeah, N word is very similar. It still uses an insult though. Yeah, but like words like that, you know what I mean? Like, if it's said by someone who it can apply to, you know, with like, you know what I mean? Yeah, with the yeah. proper context. Yeah, it's seen as a way to like empower and take the word away from them. Same with the jokes, I find. Like, if there's a joke about a certain stereotype of your race or sexual orientation and you're telling it and you're like bringing it to an extreme, it's kind of like, wow, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Who could even believe that? It's so comedic, right? Yeah. But if it's someone who's like a white male who can't relate to it at all, it's kind of like, they are like that, aren't they? That's so funny that they're like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I think, the separation. But see, the jokes can, the same joke can both support and hurt a group, like a minority group or just anyone. So it's very hard to put restrictions on it because you can't really fault the joke because a lot of the time it depends in the context and the person that says yeah. it. Of course, there are just jokes that are just straight up terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It shouldn't be said by any. <laughs> no. But yeah, of course. And I think that's... There's always jokes like that. Yeah. There's always jokes that are on the line. There's good jokes and then there's jokes that should just not be said by anyone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a lot of sensitive topics you do not want to talk about. Yeah, even people that would be in them, you know what I mean? It'd be like, yeah. okay, <laughs> there's other people with other experiences. A big problem with this whole thing is like, I, I, always, I always hated this argument, but someone's like, okay, so let's say, let's say like we'll use Asian or something, right? Yeah. So someone who's Asian can tell an Asian joke, but I can't, that seems kind of racist. A lot of people will say that, and I'm like, how stupid do you have to be? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you cannot relate to what's going on in their life at all, you know no. what I mean? You can't understand any of that. So it's like, when you're saying it, it doesn't come out of a place of understanding, it comes out of a place of stereotypes and hate. Exactly. But yeah. That's a big problem with me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they could even top it. Okay. So, uh, going over the notes here. 
Okay. This is a big thing. Uh, this is something that you'd hear from pretty much everyone's dad. Uh, online, people will post comments and their opinions on, like, you know, the political views or something, right? Yeah. Or, the, like, a certain, like, uh, group. And they'll get blocked or taken off. And people are like, well, hold on. Isn't that infringing on my free speech rights? You hear a lot of white dads talking about yeah. that. Taking away my free speech. Taking away my rights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad especially. <laughs> but. Uh, we're given they can be taken. Huh? We're given they can be taken. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, there was a study done by the first, well, not a study, sorry, an article done by the First Amendment Encyclopedia on censorship, and it was talking about uh, our rights with online, because one of the biggest problems is, when you make a post online, is that considered uh, speech, or is that considered uh, media? Because, not media, sorry, uh, press, there it is. Because we have two different things in place, there's freedom of speech and freedom of press. But which one is it? Because it's not speech directly, but at the same time, it's not really press because it's mostly opinion-based and you can say whatever you want. Yeah. I think, and the article that I was talking about also believes this a bit, it's that these... When did they make the First Amendment, you know? Yeah. When did they make that? Did they make it recently? No, they didn't even have internet back then. They didn't no, even was, have... It was long ago. Yeah, so it's like we're trying to apply the internet to these things that were back in the 1800s, but it's like we can't do that because they would have come up with new rules if they knew about all this, you know what I mean? It, it wouldn't have been this simple. No. So now we get all these complicated things. People are like, well, it's been in place for this long, so we might as well keep it going, but like... In reality, things need change. Yeah, exactly. we got to have... I believe in the amendments that they have, but like add in another one for online or just have some rules. Because right now it's just the wild west, you know what I mean? Anyone can say even anything. Even if, if someone does add a new right, there's going to be outcry. Oh, yeah. like That's the thing. You can't, because they're going to be, they're going to believe that it's infringing on their rights. Oh, everyone. Well, everyone has. There's so many people that are like that. Yeah. Anything that threatens anything. And they just. Yeah, it's like when the... This is like World War II. Yeah, when they want to restrict the fact that you can't have a fully automatic assault rifle in America in your own home, America's like, that's my gun! That's my gun! I have a right, and it's like, you have a right, but why do you need it? Well, there is... uh, It's a little little off-topic, but I will say this one thing. Uh, I heard this argument from my brother. He believes... He's pro-gun, and it was like, let's say the government tries to put in, like, martial law and take all away our rights, right? And they're trying to, like, invade us. If we, you don't have a gun or anything, you can't fight back. You just become a prisoner, right? Yeah. But if you had an AK-4, if every house had an AK-47, they're a lot less likely to invade. <laughs> yeah, but if every house had an AK-47, the government would be more prepared for that. That's true. I don't personally. I don't believe in. Uh, I don't believe in uh, gun laws. I don't believe in having. I believe in gun laws, but not having like everyone has a gun. I don't believe in that. I, yeah. I, yeah. Especially not a fully automatic. Assault. <laughs> the thing is, even if they restrict guns, you can still get a gun in America, which is terrible. Like so you t- could. You could, uh, you could, like, go to your local grocery store and probably pick up a gun, like... <laughs> oh, my God. That's not factual, by the way. Not factual. Probably is. Not based on real life. No. Not based on real events. Events not based on real life. But you see, you see all this, though. People just, they freak out about free speech, and when it applies to online, too, it's like, that doesn't apply here. So, everyone pro free speech under everything, you know what I mean? My first yeah. right. It's like, I, 
it'd be hard, you know, hear those people that always cry out about that. I wonder how many of them actually know their rights. Exactly. Like they, they know the freedom of speech and they know the Second Amendment, which yeah. is you're allowed to carry a gun. They know those two, and they have not looked into any more. They no. just they know the title, and that's all they need. You know yeah. what I mean? I have my rights. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, all they know is that they have some rights. They don't know which ones. They just know they have them. That's one of the, that's a big thing with the media. Like, I don't, in my opinion. In my personal opinion with all that, I think that, I don't know, hate groups, I don't, I don't believe hate groups, like bigoted hate groups should get any traction, like they shouldn't have a platform to spread that because you hear about stuff like flat earthers and stuff where these people, idiots, just get in groups and start believing stupid stuff because they have a bunch yeah. of people who can all feed each other, like fester and the stupid information. And you can have the same thing with racist and hate groups, you know what yeah, I mean? they just feed off each other. I think, I, I don't know, I think a big problem with it is that anyone can make a website. That's, Any yeah. Anybody. Like, if there was just, like, a few websites, not just a few, but you know what I mean, like, let's say, like, bring it down to, like, a hundred, couple, couple, couple hundred or something, right? Yeah. Then, like, they could restrict it. They could and actually you, you monitor. know that they were trusted sources. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, of course, people would be like, but then it could get corrupted, but it's like, yeah, then just then put your phone down. Yeah, then it's boring. Yeah. Or some people would say, like... Well, if there's not any more sites, then what do I do when I'm done with the other site? It's, yeah, like, no, it's like, nothing. Go outside. Yeah, exactly. It, it would also help with that because it's a big problem with addiction to cell phones and stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? But anybody can make a website, and I think that's one of the biggest problems. with it. It's not restricting. It's don't restrict. Well, do restrict, but don't fully restrict what goes on in each website. Just restrict the amount of websites. Yeah. There would be a big outcry for that if they tried to just delete every website. But at the same time, it's like, I don't there's know. There's also going to be an outcry if they try and... Restrict freedom yeah, of speech online. But you can't let it keep going because you can see these idiots. They get such a platform now. Yeah, and they like, get a rise out of people, or out of saying this stuff, and they know that, oh, the First Amendment right. I, yeah. I have freedom of speech. I'm okay. Conspiracy theories and everything. Everything like that, they just bundle together. Yeah. All right. You want to take the... Uh, I think that was it, was it? I think yeah. that was it. Garrett, do you want to go over the... Uh, sum it all up for us? Sure. So overall... <laughs> so overall, sensitivity in the media and censorship in the media is a very complicated and difficult issue with no right answer, seemingly. There's a lot of instinctively... Instinctive... Instinctivity. Ah, insensitivity. Insensitivity. <laughs> that's the word I was trying to think of. To gender and race online, as well as a lot of cries to be more equal, bring good and bad to all as well as jokes being immortal, immortal gray area. In a moral gray area. <laughs> in a, no, that says immortal. Does it? Oh, probably. I use voice in a, to text. In a mortal gray area <laughs> on what's allowed and what isn't. And nobody really understanding how to put those systems in place. And, of course, should children have access to the media, seeing the danger to their difficulty, or to their development, sorry, <laughs> that... <laughs> That it can cause. What do you think, man? Like overall, what do you think about sensitivity? Overall, I think get outside, man. <laughs> yeah, just don't, go outside. Don't keep your children. My childhood was outside. I turned out fine. Just go outside. Mine was half and half. But no, man. I be- I definitely believe like restrict your kids from watching it and stop festering, man. Get get outside. You get stuck in these worlds where everything's just. And your sensitivity and all that just drains in your head, you know what I mean? All the negative thoughts. When you get outside, you're actually in the real world, you know? Yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, that concludes the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, the Snowflakes 
of, or or big mistakes. <laughs> and we'll probably see you next time, or maybe never. You don't know. I have been Garrett. This is Matthew. And, yeah, peace, boys.